Hello and happy Friday. What a beautiful day it is. It is chilly out, which we might love, we might hate. I'm kind of in the middle, wearing my long sleeves. But enough about that. This is about you. This is the after party. This is the continuation for the conversation that Coach Shannon and I had this Monday where we spoke about, oh, hello, sir. Um, we spoke about creating boundaries with yourself. And so this was the third episode in our boundary series. And so what we are going to be doing as soon as she hops on is we are going to be recapping the episode and talking a bit about your poll results, what you had to say this week on the topic and answering your questions. And there she is, the woman of the hour. <laughs> How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? I'm well. I've got my coffee. I am raring to go, as Me the people too. say. What is Me in too. What is in yours? It's just black coffee. Well, I oh. don't need to prove that because I'll pour it out on my computer and then well, all will be lost. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not that's fine. I don't need the evidence of that. I okay. Um, so welcome. I've already explained what we're doing, why we're here. <clears throat> so if you would. Mm -hmm. Tell the people what we spoke about, uh, high-level Cliff Notes version, in our episode this week. Episode three of two of? No, one of. Oh, my God. I said it was episode. This is, this is episode two of this boundary series. Right? <laughs> I said it was three before you got here. But <laughs> it's I need more of this. And yes. also, we spoke about three yesterday. So, my bad. Exactly. I know, because I had to go back and check what I had done as well. So, because um, in my head, we were talking about something different. So yeah, so this, so this is the after party that allows us to talk back and forth with you all um, and kind of highlight what we discovered about when we create boundaries with ourselves, right? And sort of upholding boundaries with ourselves. What does that mean? What does that look like? How does that feel? Um, and what resistance might we experience around that? Because uh, it's really easy to say, I'll do that later, right? Mm -hmm. Because everyone else around you needs your attention or your external world needs your attention. And so <clears throat> really turning the focus inward and saying, yes, that's true. The outside world does need my attention, but I also need to make commitments to myself and uphold those commitments to me. Because if I don't, then I'm going to end up like operating at a lower level in my life than than I really want to. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah, we, we touched on a lot of good stuff. Um, and you've already kind of like touched on what someone had mentioned as being one of our questions that we had this week. Um, and yeah, it was like when we are in this position, because first of all, we define what we mean when we're talking about boundaries with ourselves, because it's like, what, 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 what does that even look like? Mm -hmm. And so, we define that more in the episode, but just for like the purposes of here, they are, and we spoke in the initial episode about this, bridges, right? They're connectors. Mm -hmm. And so how we have those with others, we also need to have those with ourselves. And so they are in a way like these commitments or these promises that we make to ourselves yes. um, that we will and like we won't do. And so that's like one way that you can kind of look at it mm -hmm. that can help understand like what we're talking about for all purposes of our conversation today. Um, yeah. And one of the things that, yeah, like you were just talking about is how it's so much easier for us to just do the thing that we've always done, right? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we can just dive right in. Like, that was one of the questions. Um, most effective ways to motivate 
upholding boundaries when it's much easier to hit that snooze button. And yeah. so what insights do you have for that person, mm. anyone else who may resonate with that? Yeah, well, first I want to say you're not alone. A lot of the snooze button was invented for a reason. <laughs> you know, all of us, <clears throat> pardon me, are um, sometimes in need of that and um, tempted by that. So first, that's okay. But second of all, you know, one of the, gosh, it's so hard because some days you are really motivated and committed and ready to go and other days you're not because that's the human experience. <laughs> some days we're really driven and some days we're really tired. When we are tempted to hit the snooze button, metaphorically speaking, on any commitment we've made, right? The first thing I would say to you is what I always say, get curious. What are you, what are you really hitting the snooze button on? Is it the actual task or is it what the task represents? So is mm -hmm. it the project that you just cannot bear to work on because it's tedious or is it, I almost did this, <laughs> or dig deeper, is it <clears throat> that the project is something that you really wanted to do for yourself and it has nothing to do with anyone else and you are having a hard time doing something for yourself? Oof. Oof. Right. Yeah, I think that, I mean, those are great questions and like great insight. And what you mentioned as well, and this is what we spoke about yesterday, so sneak peek into our next episode. But whenever it comes to, for me, um, the most effective ways to, to motivate, I think asking, like you said, like get curious. But, you know, is me hitting the snooze button on this, me self-protecting and advocating mm -hmm. for my own needs? Because I did a post about this a while ago where I was like, sometimes not engaging and just saying like, you know what? Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's okay. Is advocating for your own needs because you are then safeguarding against your own energy, your own mental health, your own, you know, emotional capacity, because you're not going to when, um, you know, you're, you're run up against this like friction, because typically if we're hitting, you know, or breaking boundaries with ourselves, it's likely usually because someone else is involved. So we're not doing the thing with ourselves because mm -hmm. we're doing the thing for someone else. And mm -hmm. if sometimes doing that thing for someone else means that we're safeguarding our energy, even if it's not the boundary that we want to have with ourselves, then even if you are not upholding that boundary, you are still advocating for your own needs because mm -hmm. you have this, not this micro, we talk about macro and micro perspectives. So you're not looking at this micro incident. You're looking at the bigger picture. You're looking mm -hmm. at like, yeah, if I don't enforce this boundary right now, that means that I'm going to have more energy later to actually think about the situation because I'm not going to be so drained because I did go ahead and, you know, stand up, which created more friction with this person that I'm in this situation with right now that I'm breaking my boundary for. And so I yeah. think that that's not necessarily a way to motivate, but a way to like reframe and look at you know, what the specific situation is. And we have a comment here. Um, some days we allow our state to get affected. It's learning process. Yes, some days our state mm -hmm. definitely does. Exactly yeah. like what Shannon said. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, yeah, and I wanna, I wanna piggyback on that a little, Jonna, and it's actually kind of a shout out to, <clears throat> pardon me, look ahead to our next boundaries conversation because what you just described is the process of um, evolving your boundaries, which 
spoiler alert, they can do that. Um, and they can do that based on what it is that you are actually seeking, what you're valuing. So you can say in this situation, I need to um, stand up for myself in this specific way. And then over time realize that's actually not working for you. And so you can pull back on that decision and enforce the boundary for yourself in a different way based on what it is that you need and what's going to make you feel, um, you know, safe or uh, supported or whatever it is that you're seeking. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing, I'm like, and another thing, whenever it comes to motivating to hold your own boundaries when it's easier to hit snooze, the more you do something, the easier it gets. And so yes. this is also a situation where, so we're giving you like three, threefold answer here. This is something where it's important to get in the reps. And we talk about this in Boundaries 101, episode 53. We talk about this in this episode. It's oftentimes something where start small. Like yeah. don't start with these big grandiose like boundaries, like start doing small things for yourself, upholding these small commitments, upholding these small boundaries. If it's something where you set the boundary with yourself, like, you know what, I'm going to leave work at 5 p.m. When usually you are someone who, yeah, quitting time is at five, but you stay until six. So set yourself up for success instead of leaving mm -hmm. at, you know, five, because that's like quitting time, but you know, you usually leave at six. Let's make it 6.45 or 5.45. Let's make right. it like 5.50. Let's do something that's like, well, what's that going to do? What, that's gonna, what that is going to do is start building the habit and start showing you and proving to you that you can set this boundary with yourself. And so that's going to help you motivate to uphold that boundary because you're then going to be able to move it back a little bit more to 5.30, 5.15. Mm -hmm. And eventually you're going to mm -hmm. get to 5. But it's, you know, we're, we're not like trying to jump a grand canyon yes. we're like you know taking a little hop across yes. you know something where you're not gonna you know break your ankle if you yeah. fall down the cavern so those are the things that i've said do you have anything else that you would add for most effective ways to motivate helping boundaries when it's easier to hit snooze um i would i would just like to echo that everything is a practice so when we practice and we maybe don't reach the mark i would I wouldn't take that as a lesson that you're not doing well. I would take that as a lesson that you may need to look at the way you set yourself up and, and adjust it. And there might be a smaller way to take it down and build into your life and practice that way. Um, there is a lot that we do where we judge ourselves mm -hmm. and we assess. And part of that is human nature because we need to figure out why it's working and why it isn't so that we can make it work. Mm -hmm. But I would, I would just encourage everyone who's learning to treat this as practice, right? You didn't, like we talked about, I think you didn't get on the bicycle and ride it the first time you got on, mm -hmm. you learned how to navigate the situation and make a, many adjustments along the way. Right. Yeah. We did talk about that because I talked about me falling in the ditch. Yes. <laughs> And hi, Joe. Good to see you. <laughs> so, yes. love those responses. So, we have four. So, it's all just R&D. Like, mm -hmm. it's all just practice. Um, get the reps in. Start small. Mm -hmm. And that way, you know, you will build your motivation. Um, and you're not so much motivation, but discipline in doing yeah. the thing. Because yeah. motivation wears off. Discipline is doing the thing even when you don't feel like doing the thing. Yeah. Um, and then getting curious. 
And then, like I said, sometimes recognizing that reframe that sometimes whenever you don't uphold the boundary, it might, or whenever you do hit the snooze button, it might actually be you advocating in a Mm -hmm. bigger way. And so trust yourself to know the difference and to make the best decision there. So those are what I have to say with that. Uh, Shall we just go ahead and go into the next question? We only had two this week. So we've already popped in. So, okay. Um, ways to maintain boundaries despite what others think. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big one, huh? That's pretty hard. Um, especially if we learned that others maybe are more important than ourselves. Uh, also that serving others or pleasing others is the way to go and to feel like we have a place and a purpose. Um, and so it's it can be, Uh, a really big reframe that has to happen or a really big shift in your mindset that has to happen um, to get to a place where you don't care about what other people think, right? That's a big one. But you don't necessarily have to believe that all the time to practice the behavior of the boundary. So what do you you think about that? Pardon me. So first of all, why do you care? Why do you care? Like, who are these people that, you know, aren't, who, who are these people whose opinions you are concerned about? Like, are these, you know, family members? Are these people that you um, are not really, like, you know, they're in your, in, mm-hmm. in your awareness, but like, why, like, who cares? Like, who cares if those people think something right. about your boundary or something about you? And also... This to me seems more like I'm thinking because we're talking about boundaries with ourselves yes. in this conversation and in this episode in this week. And so what I take this to mean is ways to maintain boundaries despite what others think boundaries in myself. So if I set the boundary that I want to leave at a certain time, but mm-hmm. someone else like feels some kind of way about it, like that's mm-hmm. kind of the way that I'm like taking this. Yes, question. me too. Me and too. so if that's the case, then, okay, that's a conversation that needs to be had. So who are these people? First of all, like, Mm -hmm. are these people that you need to care what they think? Mm -hmm. Um, And if so, like, let's say, yes, let's, let's say that I'm using an example. Let's say that it's a family member and I want to leave early for whatever reason from a family event. And so I have set that boundary myself. I know that's my best interest on a macro level and I leave, but the host feels some kind of way. Okay. Do I care about that? Yes. Check. So then what do I need to do? Well, I need to advocate for my own needs, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. going to, you know, help me show up better, not only for them, but also for myself. Mm -hmm. And so in that case, it's a conversation. Like, what is it that I think, like, what, what is it that they are feeling? Because if we are concerned about what others think, like, first of all, Byron Katie, like, is it true? Like, mm-hmm. is what I think they're thinking true? Like, is, mm-hmm. is that, are we on the same page there? So first mm-hmm. of all, get clear about what it is that they are thinking. And, or second of all, I guess, first of all, do you care? Second of <laughs> all, get clear about what it is that they are feeling or that they are thinking about this. And then from there, have a conversation about it. Like, well, you know, why is it that you think that? Because here is why I left. I didn't mean anything by it. And then start mm-hmm. to like approach the conversation that way. So I think that a lot of people 
when we talk about having these conversations, it's like, oh, but like, I don't want to make them feel bad. I don't want it to be Mm -hmm. awkward. And I'm like, the reason it's awkward is because it's unknown. The reason it's uncomfortable is because it's unknown because most people never told us this shit. Most people never told us, hey, you can have the relationships that you want when you have those uncomfortable conversations that you Mm -hmm. don't want to have. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important that when you are in that space where, yeah, like you're caring what others think, like, you know, first of all, are, are these people that you need to care about? And if so, okay, let's get clear about what it is that they're thinking and yes. let's like address what's going on and like why they might be feeling that way and thinking that so that we can come to an agreement and create that bridge, right? Yes. Not only with ourselves, but also with them. Yes. I love that. I love that. And I want to add to that too. Oftentimes we preemptively don't maintain a boundary internally because we're worried about hurting someone or disappointing someone. We already have given ourselves the thought that I'm going to upset the person who's having the party if I leave early. Mm -hmm. So I can't leave early. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay till the end and help them clean up. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're, if, if you're finding yourself do that, you can actually have the conversation before the party. You don't even have to wait till after you can, you can start, with number one, um, telling the person because you care about them and you care about what they think and how your relationship goes, Hey, I'm struggling with doing the party and making sure I get home on time for X, Y, Z. I want to make sure you know that I care. How would you feel about me heading, you know, me heading home at 10? I would love, you know, I would love to have that conversation now. Yeah. I think that's genius. Yeah, depending on, yeah, get in front of it before it becomes a situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you never know. That person might be like, that's actually perfect because I want everyone to leave at 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or that person might be like, actually, if you leave early, then could, like, if you have to leave early, could you come 15 minutes ahead of time so that you could um, bring, like, help me set up? Like, it yeah. actually might end up being better. Or, like, bring the ice. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's so true. And so, okay, well, I hope that those responses were helpful for both of our questions. If anyone else listening has any questions, use the little question box, question icon with the, the bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we can pull it up on screen and we will happily answer it. So, okay, awesome. So those are the only two questions we had this week. Um, and when it comes to the poll results, Mm-hmm. Uh, let's share some of those, shall we? Okay. Sounds good. Um, yeah, we kind of started like, we went from like, Groom, so now we're going <laughs> to, we're going to drive the car back. back up. Yeah. So the question that we asked everybody, how often do you not uphold boundaries with yourself? Cause this whole conversation is about yes, creating boundaries with yourself, but also upholding those boundaries. So mm-hmm. I Provided the, we rep- provided the responses um, you could choose from every damn day, rarely and always with good reason, once a week or so, or about once a month. 50% yeah. every damn day. What yeah. are y'all doing? <laughs> like, what, what are these boundaries you're not up? Which we asked. We asked the next right. question was, what are the boundaries you're not upholding? Um, but 50%. So 50% said every damn day. 33% said rarely and always with good reason. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. of my previous clients answered in that one. I was like, yes. 
<laughs> uh, 17% said once a week or so. Yeah. No one said once a month. So it's interesting that we we're kind of at like opposite ends of the spectrum there. Yeah, no one's like an all or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, what were your thoughts on that? I, I just thought it was such. Well, I probably am in the category of um, more often than not. I mean, it's still something I struggle with. And so uh, even though I have the information and the knowledge, the doing of it can be really hard, um, especially if. I haven't done it in a while, right? If I get in that mode of like, oh, like it's a busy season, right? I have to help this person. I have to help that person. And, you know, mm -hmm. for me, I'm a mom. So I'm like, the kids need to be ready for school and the blah, 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 blah. You, yeah, you kind of get caught in that energy, right? And so, yeah, shout out to the, shout out to the people making it happen for other people. But all of that is to say, <clears throat> I thought it was really validating to know that this is something a lot of struggle, people struggle with, not only for us as, as professionals who want to share this information and reassure you all and, and give you ways to improve that experience in your life, but also for everyone to hear, you're not alone. You're not alone. And so if that's the case, and a lot of us are struggling, then people maybe doing it in their relationships with you, just like you're doing it in your relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Right. And so how can we start building those bridges internally commitments to ourselves that will reflect who we really are so that then the people we have relationships with number one, are given permission to do the same in their life. And number two, start to know who we really are. Yeah. So that our relationship gets even better. Yeah. 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 Oh, comment more often with immediate family with kids. It will be mostly difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, being, yeah. being a caregiver, you do have an overarching responsibility there for sure. Yeah. 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 Which, I mean, so, but here's the thing. No one, I mean, people didn't, I mean, well, we didn't ask. We didn't ask if children were involved. That would have been a good question. Yeah. That's to include really, yeah. the polls, like, are you someone's caregiver? Or yet, not just yet, children, we have family yet. Are you, are you someone's caregiver? Um, but what we did ask is, what's a promise you make to yourself that you always break? And so mm -hmm. we got a couple of responses here. I gave examples, like, I'm going to leave work at five, which I used, and mm -hmm. also I'm going to wake up at six. And I refer to these as lies I tell myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm going to yeah. meal prep this week. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. It would be great. That is a nice dream. I'm not going to. So I just need to stop saying it um, or do something <laughs> about it. But yeah, right, that's, right. that's a lie to myself. So um, the responses that we got were, I will go to bed by 1030 so I can get eight hours of sleep, which I mean, damn, that's a good one. Like that sleep is. hygiene. Yeah. Sleep hygiene is a whole <clears throat> ass other conversation like super stupid important um but yeah i get that and then here's another one i'll do 15 minutes of yoga when i finish work for the day which i think is also super important movement mm -hmm. a nice way to like decompress and yeah um these to me we only got a couple and thank you for those that responded anyone else wants to share listening watching what lies you tell yourself um, or promises you always break please do because I mean, there, I mean, there might be, I mean, for 50% of you to not yeah. hold boundaries, there should be, we should have plenty to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing that I see with these two are 
they're very much like self-care, right? Like mm -hmm. sleep hygiene and like moving and taking time to kind of like recap, like, or like in the day in like a really nice way. Um, what were your thoughts on that just in general? Mm. Well, my, my approach to helping people always, always veers towards the question of, <clears throat> um, or, or the belief um, that our actions are reflective of our, our beliefs about ourselves. Mm. And so, which we talked about in the episode. Okay. Yeah. So if I'm not doing this thing, what is that, what is that choice reflecting? Is it reflecting that, um, I don't believe I need it or I don't believe I'm worth it or I don't believe it's important enough or whatever it is. So I want, I, I'm always curious and maybe that I would offer to, to all of us as we break promises to ourselves. What's the underlying belief there? Do you believe it's like, do you believe it's important because someone else said everyone needs to stretch for 15 minutes after work? And so you took that on, but really that's not what works for you. Mm. And so you've got to tap into a deeper belief that you can choose what works for you and that's enough. Mm -hmm. Or is it some, or is it something else? That's where my head goes. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. I'm like the sleep you? one, the sleeper. I need nine hours. I don't know. It's eight. That sounds nice. <laughs> that, sounds, <laughs> that sounds nice. Yeah. I need eight to function or nine, excuse me. Um, so for me, I think that like creating new, because these are, I mean, there's so much we could say. We could do a whole conversation yeah, on this. Yeah. These are behavioral changes, right? These are things that, you know, we oftentimes apply logical solutions in order to make them work, right? Like I'll set a timer and, mm -hmm. you know, I'll just do it when the 15 minutes are up. But it's something where these are, things that are ingrained in your behavior. And so it requires a different approach in order to actually, so now I'm giving tips. Now I'm giving tips on how to actually like do the things. Yeah. And so it's something where this would be maybe um, instead of going to bed at 1030, like just establishing a consistent bedtime and starting there, then moving that time back until you get to 1030 yeah. and creating that behavioral change. Instead of 15 minutes when you finish work for the day, just do one. Like just, just start, yeah. like, just do like some light stretching. Hello, Tila. Um, so yeah, it's exciting or excuse me, it's a way that you can start to create a behavioral shift, which will then set you up to actually do these things. Uh, mm -hmm. Another thing that you can do is create like a dopamine reward system. So you want mm -hmm. to relate these things that you want with a positive feeling with a good emotion. And so you know, maybe whenever you go to bed, like, I mean, what do you like to do when you go to bed? Do you like cold sheets? Do you like fresh sheets? Like, do you, you know, need like a weighted blanket? Like, what are the things that you need to like get you excited about doing that thing that you want to do? Same thing right. with yoga. Like yeah. what gets you like, think about how you feel after you do the yoga, mm -hmm. right? Like, what are those emotions? Well, I feel accomplished. I feel good. Like, I feel like I stretched. I feel like, you know, I moved my body, like, you know, to counteract some of the, you know, ways I was hooked over a computer all day. Mm -hmm. if they have a computer mm -hmm. job. I don't know what kind of a job this person has. But those are the things that you can start to do in order to 
create that motivation and that discipline to actually build that habit and make that behavioral change so that this becomes just part of who you are and not this goal that you have to do. And I can give that advice to myself when it comes to <laughs> meal prepping. Um, but that's a story for another day. So yeah, those are great, great practical tips, practical application. And I think that just as a side note, sidebar, um, this is what you're really good at, Jana, is you take this personal experience and you, you apply proven ways to actually shift. Like it's, it's partly the belief system and mm -hmm. it's also partly the action and we can do that at the same time. Yeah. So as, so as you're pulling back um, the expectation and you're breaking it into a smaller habit and you're adding in a reward system, you're also retraining your brain to believe that number one, this is possible. And number two, it feels good. And number three, you're worth it. Yep. So yep. just, just a, just a little um, kudos to you for the way you take that and you, um, and you help people see it. Thank you. I received that. Welcome. The circle welcome. of life came up whenever <laughs> I wanted to sing that for you. Um, Cause yeah, it all goes like hand in hand. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I hope that those tips help not these, not only these two people, but like anyone who might be wanting to create a behavioral change, but keeps applying these practical things, these logical mm -hmm. solutions that in theory, it's like, of course that would make sense and that would do it. But in reality, it's not the thing, it's your belief about the thing and mm -hmm. like what you have always done and your ability to do something else. And yeah, so there's a lot that yeah. goes into that, but, um, start small, set yourself up for success. So yeah. we also asked whenever I break, when I break a promise with myself, I feel blank, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And so for this one, the responses that we offered were <laughs> sad, disappointed, annoyed, detached, I don't give an F, and then angry. So 38% said sad, disappointed. We had 25 for the next two. So 25 people or 25% felt both annoyed and 25% pe of people felt detached. Like they just don't care. 12% mm -hmm. of people felt angry. So yeah. uh, were those surprising to you? Can you, unfortunately, can you, did you, did you hear me drop, did I drop off at all? It like blurred. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry about that. So can you just repeat what the top one was? 38% sad, disappointed. Yeah. I identified with that. Um, and I also identified with angry because I, I think when I disappoint myself or anyone else, then I ultimately internally get angry with myself that I did that. Cause that's not the person I want to be. I want to be the person who, and I, and I live my life trying to be the person who lives with integrity, right. And does, does things that they say they will do responsible, right. reliable. Those are my, some of my values I live by. Right. So I get that. And I, and I think this is to get, you know, deeper about what I believe about emotions, but here, so here's the thing, right? If we find ourselves feeling sad, feeling disappointment, feeling anger, what is that? So let's get curious. What is that telling me? Right? Is that telling me I need to do something different? Is that telling me that I am, um, I'm not upholding the commitments I've made and that that's really important to me. What does the emotion hold for you? 
Yeah. Um, because that is an entry, another entry point into well, what are the things I need to do about it? Yeah. That reminds me of a really great conversation I heard on the acceptable feelings. Oh, <laughs> where would you have that conversation with <laughs> <laughs> um, this awesome therapeutic coach? And it was, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, I don't remember what number it was, honestly, but we spoke about that exact thing. Like yeah. whenever you feel these feelings, mm-hmm. I'll link it in the description. Um, and I'll shout it out there so that y'all can see what it is. But whenever you feel these feelings, there's something underneath. Like if you think about like the feeling yeah. iceberg. And so, yeah, like these feelings are all valid. They all make sense and yeah. they are all true. That's what you're feeling. That's your experience. And also at the same time, there's, yeah, probably something else. There, there's yeah. almost always something else underneath yeah. that. Um, and I, yeah, like I, this, this all made sense to me. I usually go with personally um, detached just because I'm like self-awareness is a blessing and a bitch. And I'm like, mm. I don't want it. Like, yeah, Josh and I had is, a conversation yeah. about this where we're like, these self-care, self-help, personal development takes a lot of work. And so whenever you're aware of these things, oftentimes it's like, well, did I do that because I was advocating for my own needs or was I self-sabotaging or was I, you know, yeah, just like, like too much or was I just for... not paying right. attention? Like, right. you know, we have all these variables and oftentimes when I personally like, you know, break a promise with myself, it's something where I'm just like, I'll think about it later. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give myself grace. Mm-hmm. It happened. I'm, I'm very good at putting on the researcher hat where I'm just kind of like, we'll just like let's I'll just look at this later like Mm -hmm. it's not that I don't care um Mm -hmm. but it is that I'm non-attached would be a better way of saying it that's a great way of saying it because I think some people might think detached means avoiding Mm -hmm. the feeling or avoiding the the internal response of like oh shit I didn't do that thing but you're saying I'm non-attached to the fact that I didn't do the thing because I know ultimately I'll go back and I'll look at it and I'll figure it out. Yeah. It's all just R and D. And so, yeah, the, the detached is what I wanted to know if people felt, but yeah, I would say my personal, like it's more in alignment with the detached, but yeah, it is a, I would best describe it as yeah, non-attached because yeah, exactly like what you said. Like I mm-hmm. care at the same time. I'm like, not right now. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's <laughs> oftentimes. Okay. This is um, the other thing I just want to say too, though. Like I think all of us, when there's a poll and there's answers, I just want to make sure like whatever you answered is okay. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's authentic to you. And that means it has information for you. And if, and if you feel something that wasn't in the poll, then that's okay too. And just ask yourself, what is this, what is this emotion trying to tell me about what happens when I don't uphold? A commitment I've made to myself. Yeah. Yeah. And on that vein, in that vein, it's also really circumstantial. Like, mm-hmm. yes, it's valid. And yes, it's what you're feeling. And also, it could totally depend on what the last promises were that you broke to yourself and mm-hmm. what was happening at that time. Like, it's very much something that uh, changes and shifts which yeah. is part of, you know, this human experience thing. Yeah. Um, and just a testament to us all being multifaceted. So, um, yeah, I think that that's a very good point to note. So thank you for doing that. And also it's so interesting because I might feel 
because if I, I'm thinking if I like answered this and I had just broken a promise to myself, or I didn't meal prep again. So that's something where I'm like not attached to. I'm like, yep, that'd be great if I could do it. <laughs> like, not yeah. if I could do it, but that'd be great if I did it. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like, I got other shit going on right now. So that's yeah. not really a priority. Give myself grace. Like, we'll come back to that. Very non-attached. Like, yes, it happened again. Let me tune into what that's telling me when I have time. But if it's a promise where I was like, you know, I'm going to, let's say, go to bed because I know I show up after my nine hours of sleep, then it's something where I might be like, pissed like why did I why mm. did I do this to myself and to like everyone else because mm -hmm. I show up better when I have slept and so I think it just depends on what the most recent Good promise point. was that you broke whenever you were in this whenever you're answering whenever you're tapping through because that's also something that could have very much been like mm -hmm. our guest said it depends on your state it depends on yeah. like what state you're in at the time when you answer that so yeah, yeah. Good point. Uh, those are my thoughts on that uh, let's share some shit the others said they wish someone had told them about creating and upholding boundaries with yourself, shall we? Yes. So, first of all, that it's very possible. Yeah. Which we love. Yeah. I think that, yeah, a lot of people don't believe it. Like, <laughs> yeah. especially, I think, yeah. for our caregivers that are like, no, like, I, I just, I can't right now. Like, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's it's not necessarily that you can. It's like how can you make it like work for you and like mm -hmm. others involved. Which yeah, this is about yourself. But like we spoke, when you are caring for someone else, like they 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 are also it's kind of like a like a package deal. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you have to make choices and you have to be okay with the the pivots that happen within those choices based on the yeah. you know the situation you find yourself. But. But the good news is even in a very stressful or a very high responsibility situation, there are the smallest of opportunities to tune back into yourself yeah. and, and value yourself. Because ultimately what we're talking about in terms of creating boundaries internally is not necessarily like, I will go to bed by 10. It's not all about, I will go to bed by 10 and I will, you know, make sure I hydrate and I will like, I will save money and I will, you know, it's also about a fundamental commitment to just, just putting yourself on the list. Mm -hmm. Put mm -hmm. yourself on the list. There's a list. I know we all have it of the things we have to do and the people we have to or want to be in relationship with and as a caregiver take care of mm -hmm. and at the same time where are you because you are a person you have a relationship with too yeah yeah i love that yeah okay cool another comment that we got some shit that someone where someone told them about creating up holding boundaries with themselves only you can hold yourself accountable when you break a promise to yourself hmm. I thought that was interesting because I agree. And then I also thought like I've had, I've had experiences where I've said, I'm so excited for this. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've had experiences where I've said to myself, I want to get to bed by Let's just use the example. I want to get to bed by 10 and I've enlisted the help of some other people in my house. And I've said, Hey, if I'm not up in bed by 10, will you call me out on that? Because I'm going to wiggle on it. I'm going to get slippery on it. And um, would you be willing to do that? And, and that has helped. So, 
So we can enlist help and support, but ultimately, yes, the buck does stop here. Mm -hmm. Tell mm -hmm. me your thoughts. I appreciate that 1000%. Only you can hold yourself accountable when you break a promise to yourself. I took this to mean that like, you're the only one that's going to give a shit at the end of the day, mm. kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. in that regard, I'm like, yes and no, because oftentimes, like, I know, and I'll say it, Stephen would be fine with this. So Stephen's like, I feel that I'm more invested in my client's success than they are in their own. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like oftentimes, and I'm mm -hmm. like, I feel that because we see the potential, we see the possibility. Mm -hmm. And so personally, when it comes to community, I think that I totally get what, yeah, only you can hold yourself accountable when you break a promise to yourself. And also at the same time, like you said, it's like sometimes we need others to mm. see the potential in us because we can't see it ourselves. Yes. And so with that, I think that, yeah, like you can hold yourself accountable, but like others can as well. Exactly like what you said, mm -hmm. like others can also be like, Hey, you did this thing again. Let's mm -hmm. talk about it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be a coach. It can be like a friend. It can be like a loved one. Um, which, I mean, I assume your friends are your loved ones, but you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think that oftentimes, yeah, that can be very beneficial because, yeah, like it's, we, we need that. Like, that's why we need community. Like oftentimes, mm -hmm. like I can mm -hmm. only see what I can see. Right. But you can see a lot more. Like I can't mm -hmm. see what's on my back. You can. Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And so just because it's a boundary for yourself and internally doesn't mean you can't share that mm -hmm. and, um, with someone else, let them know what's going on. That the Another example of that is when I was saying before the party, you reach out to the friend who's hosting and you say, hey, this is what's going on for me. Right. Um, is that OK? Talk to me about how that impacts you because I care. Those are, those are ways in which you're still creating that internal commitment, but you're allowing your community to help you with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it, it does, it, it's not that they're going to be chasing you around, but right. they, can, they can be part of the fabric of what's going on. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, this last one made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen it. So, you, well, I mean, everyone has seen it if they look at the, the last post, because um, I posted them all, all the responses there. So it's the least quote unquote woo way to yeah. reparent myself and show my inner child she's worth care. I, I laughed at that. Yeah, I laughed at that because I talk, I talk about the woo so much because I'm like, Ugh. like, it kind of grinds my gears. I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I'm not knocking it. And at the same time, I'm like, it requires more than a vision board and saying some sentences like, yeah. And hoping for the best. And like, mm -hmm. it requires so much more. And I feel that a lot of people really get, you know, disappointed and frustrated and really disheartened because they're like, they want to believe in this. But we did, Abigail and I did a whole ass conversation. Mm -hmm. I believe it's 49 called, um, yeah. Like about the woo. Yeah. Is it science pseudoscience? Um, or like bullshit essentially. Yeah. And so, we, um, or snake oil, that's what it was, science, pseudoscience or snake oil. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I love that they recognize that boundaries with themselves are 
you know, a really logical way to approach this whole reparenting process, which we've all heard about at this mm-hmm. point, right? Like we've all heard about reparenting your inner child. And so I think that that's a really beautiful way of looking at boundaries with the self, because this is really, and we speak to this um, in the episode, the full episode uh, 68, about how this is starting to rebuild that inner trust with yourself, mm-hmm. um, which will then have compounding effects to help you like increase your confidence, improve your self-esteem to, you know, broaden and build positive psychology, like mm-hmm. your horizons to look for new opportunities, to speak your truth, to engage with others and create like, you know, new relationships um, because you have created a relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. You've made that relationship better and stronger and discovered more about it. And so, um, yeah, that's like a, a big, that's again, taking it to that macro look um, mm-hmm. with this micro approach. Yes. So, yes. And another way to, um, another way to look at that is the macro being the values by which you want to live your life, the beliefs you hold around the way the world operates, right? And, mm-hmm. and who you are in that world and then taking it down into how do I live by those beliefs and values? What are yeah. the, what are the ways I show that and, and enact that in the world? Yeah. Yeah. And which in our episode, the questions that we asked you to touch or to consider as you were listening to it were, how would your confidence increase if you created and upheld boundaries with yourself? And how would that impact every other relationship that you have? And so what we just shared, I feel can give you some insight into that. And Mm -hmm. so if you haven't yet listened to the episode, I encourage you to do so if anything we've said today has like resonated with you. Yeah. And to the questions that we, that I just mentioned, how would your confidence increase if you created an upheld boundary with yourself and how would that impact every other relationship you have? We asked both of those in the beginning, in the intro, um, so that you can listen to those again there, but just kind of keep that in mind. Yeah as you listen to the episode and take what, you know, we offer there. And just even right now, if you don't listen to the episode, if you're hearing this question mm-hmm. for a reason, um, those yeah. questions. And so, yeah, just consider what that would look like for you, how that would feel. And if that piques your curiosity, then yeah, go ahead and tune in and listen to our episode. Watch this back where we talk um, about like the recap and you know, get more. So, so we planted the seeds just now, mm-hmm. right? The seeds mm-hmm. planted. Mm-hmm. So now you got to water them. <laughs> so, like, be thinking about it. Um, be thinking about it. Like, while it's in the soil, and then if you want to get some water, listen to our episode. Mm-hmm. You know, get some sun. Listen to the after party and see what grows. I love that. Yeah, a little garden metaphor. <laughs> um, so let's do some rapid-ish fire questions. Okay about you okay i'm ready these are all about self-discovery are you so you said you're ready okay number one (laughs) we'll see should i drink some coffee all right i'm ready i'm ready i mean i think the answer to that is always yes um the lie i tell myself is i'm going to quit coffee when i grow up so me too it's so good it is god it's so good okay Anyway, um, I think I'm addicted. That's a belief. That's a belief. Anyway, we can (laughs) hypnosis me to get that out of my subconscious. Um, So 
what is something you discovered about yourself that surprised you? Ooh, what is something I discovered about myself that surprised me? Um, oh, Jana. Do it again. I don't know. That's a really good question. Do you mean in relation to when we're doing this conversation or just no. in general in life? Just, just in general in general. In life. Um, I maybe over time, maybe um, I would say, because growing up, I was, I am, I still, I, I identify as kind of like more of a tomboy type um, personality. I don't know if that's the right term, but like, I was very rough and tumble as a kid, didn't like to wear, you know, dresses. I was always, you know, I was always trying to be less feminine and girly. And mm -hmm. in the last like five years, I surprised myself. And I am more girly than I than I thought I was. As I've okay. gotten to know myself, I am definitely more girly. Like I have my nails. I was gonna say your nails are done. You yes, know, it's been really it's been an interesting journey. It's a piece of me, right? It's a piece of me I didn't know was there. Yeah. We love that. Okay, cool. Thank you for sharing. Sure. Question number two. What has been your favorite thing that you've discovered about yourself? Ooh. Of late, my favorite thing that I've discovered about myself is that I really like, I really love to play. Mm -hmm. Whether it's goofing off with my family and being silly, or it's getting like, I am, I am now rediscovering my love for tennis and getting out mm -hmm. on the court and just like, just really playing and being a moving boss. and yeah, that I, I am really not just that I like to play, but that being playful is, um, and being open to being playful is something that makes me feel alive and actually spreads to the other people I'm, I'm playing with. And it just makes for a really fun experience. Well, we love that. Yeah. We love that. Okay, cool. Um, what is a, what, what is a thing that you learned later than you would have liked to do? No. Oh. So many things I would say. That taking care. No, let me start over. I would say what I learned later than I wished I had is that that voice inside of me that's trying to be heard. Number one has something really important to say. Mm -hmm. um, and number two can be trusted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for this one? Yep. In one word or sound effect, <laughs> describe okay. your self-discovery journey. Oh, gosh. I mean, that could have been the answer. <laughs> been, been a journey for sure. So maybe, mm -hmm. oh, gosh, is, is, the, is the answer surprising and empowering. I'm giving you two words too. It's okay. I like that. Uh, I love a rebel. Okay. <laughs> so surprising and empowering. Okay, cool. And then last question. Mm -hmm. What has been the best part about discovering who you are? Mm. The relief that comes from not trying to be anybody else. Drop the mic. 
were you on the episode where I was like, I'm just going to send out like microphones to all my guests so that they can <laughs> drop them at the appropriate moment? I love that. I, love that. <laughs> I think, yeah, we have 100. Um, yeah. Yeah. So totally. Okay, cool. Oh, all right, ma'am. questions, Johnny. You got Thank my, you. You got my Thank juices you. flowing now. Those came out of the old noodle. Thank oh, you. Little. I would Thank encourage you. other, uh, I would encourage anyone who's listening to pause and consider what those questions are for themselves too, because those were really um, reassuring and interesting and um, thought provoking for me. So thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. We got one more round. I'm going to ask um, Najwa the same next week. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. Uh, those are the questions all month. Um, but glad that they were helpful. And yeah, yes. I can, if anyone wants, let me know and I can put them in the description so that, um, yeah, everyone can, can ask. Mm -hmm. So yeah, thank you for that. All right, man. Where can they find you? What do you have going on? Well, you can find me here on uh, Instagram at power.place.purpose. Um, go to my link in bio. I just updated it for you all. So you could see that there are some ways to get some free resources from me. There's um, a free call that you can book with me just to talk about what's going on and see if we might work together. But also there is a new um, updated version of my self-love journal. Um, it's four steps to get there. It's a free resource about 20 pages long um, of uh, thoughts and readings and questions you can ask yourself to get to know yourself better so that you can then get to love yourself eventually and um and accept yourself and walk through the world with that strength so check that out you can click on the link and um it'll direct you where you need to go to get it what about you that. thank you for sharing i love that and i love that you said eventually because i think a lot of people hear like self-love and they're like god damn it why don't i love myself yet <laughs> but like you said it's a journey like and like it i is. speak about you don't you don't go from not really even knowing who you are to all of a sudden like love it I and mean, you can but typically what happens is you got to go through like some uncomfortable parts um, and actually start to accept. First of all, you have to figure out like, who's who, who am I? Yeah. And then you got to accept that person. And then you got to, you got to love that person. Yeah. Doesn't mean you always have to necessarily like them. That's a cool bonus, right. but it is important that you eventually do. Like you said, love them. Yeah. And I yeah. love that that is, yeah, you're offering, especially since we're talking about self-discovery all yeah. month long. So thank you. So what I am doing right here now is I talk about self-help a lot and I know that that's a buzzword and that's something that most of us have done or tried like to dip our toes in at least somewhat. And what I have found is that it's really frustrating for a lot of people mm -hmm. because it feels incomplete. It feels that like the shit works for a second and then it just kind of doesn't. Right. Yeah. And it's also uncomfortable because sometimes you learn things about yourself that you're like, Oh God, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let's, let's pretend I didn't know that. Like, I wish I hadn't taken the red pill kind of a thing. Yeah. And so <laughs> when I actually, yeah. right. Like I said, like a blessing and a bitch. And so when I actually asked um, earlier in the beginning of this month, you know, what's the, most like what's the struggle where do you struggle most when it comes to self-discovery 64 percent of people said with how uncomfortable it is mm -hmm. and so what i have done is i've taken all of the feedback that i've gotten and i have put it into five 
main reasons that are, you know, encompassing of all these different concerns and struggles that explain, you know, why these are struggles mm-hmm. and what to do instead from an evidence-based perspective. So it's not like, you know, you're going to, we're going to make a vision board or we're going to say, you know, create an affirmation. Mm-hmm. It is, hey, we're going to, you know, figure out how to identify when you are starting to become uncomfortable or dysregulated as I refer to it and what you need to do about it. Mm-hmm. We are going to figure out how to track what is working. We're going to put a metric on your self-help and your personal development so that you can see what's working and what's not. We are then going to look at, you know, what the things are that apply to you and what you want, because it's essentially building from the ground up. Like mm-hmm. a lot of these things that we hear about and see are yes, valid, useful tools and techniques at the same time if i'm trying to buy a fancy chandelier but the foundation of my house sucks Mm -hmm. then sure i can put it up there but you know what's going to happen it's going to fall it's going to break i'm going to have a mess to clean up and i'm going to be like damn it i wish i never got the chandelier in the first place Mm -hmm. and that's what happens with self-help like you see these tools you try it but you don't have the foundation so it's like fuck i wish that Mm -hmm. i hadn't done this because now look at what happened Yep. And so to prevent that, that's what I teach everyone. I create um, a system and, you know, that helps you actually build from the ground up based on what works for you, not what worked for some guru or yeah. anyone else other than yourself. So it's essentially a framework that I teach. Yeah. And um, I'm actually going to be offering that training live for free because I'm going to be recording this later on um, so that you'll be able to watch it, the recorded version. However this is like a reinvented um, training that I've done because I've already got one currently, but um, I'm going to be teaching it live starting on Monday. And so if you're interested in that, like I said, it is free. And uh, yeah, we start at 9am. I'm going to be training live. I'm going to be teaching everything in the group. So I will be available to help you as you know, you have questions and they come up and you're going to be doing it with other people. So really this, this is the best time because like we've spoken about part of, you and learning about who you are also means having community Maslow's hierarchy of needs you actually need that and that's something that can really support you in being able to have others mirror back your potential when it might be a little mm-hmm. hazy for you to see so if you're interested slide into my dms let me know or just visit the link in my bio and you can sign up there and like i said we start monday 9 a.m and if you can't make it to the live trainings they will be recorded so that you can watch them it's going to be in um, a facebook community so you can watch them after they have already been live so awesome yeah that's awesome. what i've got great yeah well, thank you for asking for time together as thank always. you for this yeah, yeah this has been great and on monday as well new episode comes out like i mentioned najwa is going to be joining me we're talking about the ways you work shit mm. that i wish someone told me about discovering the ways in which you work and so whether you are on a team or an entrepreneur We are going to talk about your personal work style, how to figure out what that is and how to communicate it with others whenever you are not only collaborating with them, but also like delegating work responsibilities. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good. It's good. We've also got a a resource we're going to be providing um, because we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. So, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I will stay tuned for that. And um, I hope everyone has a really good day. Continue to tune into yourself. Uh, to commit to yourself in even the smallest of ways, because the smallest of ways is still a way. And see, and see what starts changing. I love that. Thank okay. you so much. It's Thank always you, a pleasure. Donna.
I'm excited for our next one. And I will see you soon. Everyone, thank you for watching. Um, share this with someone. This is helpful. Comment. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was. And have a great weekend. And we'll see you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.